Welcome to Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan, sponsored by the Norwin Wellness Center located in North Huntingdon. Dr. Susan Plank is an expert in natural remedies for weight loss and digestive health issues. To talk to Dr. Plank with your health questions, call 412-825-6262. That's 412-825-6262. And now, Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan. Good morning. Welcome, everyone. Put down the shovels, at least for four hours, right? <laughs> we're, in that, we're in that drudgery of winter, and it looks like uh, for the next couple of weeks, it's going to keep coming. Protect your backs, protect the knees, be smart, especially with those heavier snows. Welcome. My name is Dr. Susan Plank. Uh, today, we're going to be discussing women's issues in inflammation. So I've been sort of going through inflammation pretty intensely uh, because it's that important. And today, it's women's issues with inflammation. Um, I am thrilled to, later in the show, we're going to have another guest speaker from the Weight Loss Reboot Summit that we had last uh, last month third week of January. Um, Sherry joined us last week. Uh, Amy Lynn Walsh is going to join us in a few moments. Uh, I want to tell you guys, we're just getting snippets here on the radio. If you want to see their full presentations, only way to get that, and we're finishing up the videos from the summit, is you have to register weightlossrebootsummit.com. And then once you're on that list, you're going to be one of the ones that's going to get to see their full presentation um, on that video. So again, my name is Dr. Susan Plank. I have the Norwin Wellness Center in um, Irwin, North Huntington. And I want, my main mission is to give you alternatives to medications. What can we do to find a root cause of uh, pain, dysfunction, uh, weight gain, energy, fatigue, what is going on? And I take it very personally. I want to treat your health as if it were my health, and I want to find answers for you and give you alternatives to anything that could potentially give you side effects. Uh, so a little bit about my guest, again, Amy Lynn Walsh. She is a hypnotherapist, rapid transformational therapist, and a mindset coach. She works with busy professionals to help them overcome anxiety and self-sabotage right? That's a huge component. So anxiety and self-sabotage to achieve a healthier body. If it's career you want, you want more money, you want to feel like you're in a better relationship, Amy is the woman you need to talk to. So I am going to present more or less a clinical piece to women's issues um, and three specifically with inflammation. And then Amy is going to be joining us, and she's going to be talking about uh, the mindset behavioral piece. And so when we look at regaining our health and it becomes like a puzzle, what are the missing pieces that you can't get where you want to get? You can't lose the weight that you're trying to get. You can't get more energy. I love the idea of the clinical and behavioral pieces together. So we're going to start off thyroid and Hashimoto's. And we've talked about this uh, before. Hashimoto's is an autoimmune disorder. 
all autoimmune disorders have some degree of inflammation. And usually it's a very large component of it. So remember when I say about inflammation, we have two or three, three really very important reasons. Number one, inflammation is part of every disease process. Number two, it's typically an outside-in influence. So it's things, foods, beverages, it's, you're taking it into your body, or it's an infection. Those are the two causes, main causes for inflammatory. Injury, emotional, food, beverage, or an infection. And number three is, guys, it's rarely looked for. It's, it's not the tests aren't being done medically. It's rarely looked for, and it's like definitely not recognized. And yet, I'm going to share with you today symptoms, what the medical system says are causes, and yet there's research to back it up, but they're not, they're not incorporating the research. So, thyroid and Hashimoto's. Some symptoms of Hashimoto's. Fatigue, weight gain, depression, a slowed heart rate, abnormal menstrual cycle. Sensitivity to the cold, if you're having a hard time right now, cold hands, cold feet, can't warm up, puffiness of the face, infertility issues, dry, sort of cracking, itchy skin, or if in the front of your throat, right over the thyroid, it seems puffy. Those are all symptoms of Hashimoto's. The accepted Accepted causes, family history, excessive exposure to radiation, exposure to chemical agents, hormonal changes. That's pretty vague, right? Ladies, hormonal changes. You think you have many of those in your life? Viral infections. So let me bring in some research. This is quoted. There is growing evidence that both acute and chronic inflammation lead to impaired endothelium-dependent vasodilation in humans as a cause of Hashimoto's thyroiditis. In agreement with previous evidence, our patients with Hashimoto's are characterized by low-grade inflammation as confirmed by the slight but usually significant increase in highly sensitive CRP, HSCRP. That's the inflammatory marker. I do it on virtually everyone, unless they've had it done recently. It's in the research. It's inflammation. The mechanism, again, back to the research, the mechanism responsible for the inflammatory process might be related to the increased TSH levels. Of course it is. It's what's causing it. And now here's the kicker. In line with the demonstration that after levothyroxine replacement, that's the 
hormone. That's why I'm, I'm sorry. That's one of the thyroid medications to replace the thyroid hormone. After giving that, the inflammation was still there. That's what this research is saying. Even after giving the thyroid hormone, levisulfuroxin, synthroid, even if you're taking um, armor thyroid, more natural, research is showing the inflammation is still there. This is why I have a very different approach to thyroid disorders and Hashimoto's than, than another practitioner that I've, I, 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 I can't see that anyone necessarily has my same look at it, opinion about it. The inflammation is attacking the thyroid. It's going to continue to attack the thyroid, even if the thyroid is under-functioning and we're starting to see changes in the hormone. The cause of the changes in the, in the hormone and decreased hormone production is the inflammation. Can you turn around and give somebody thyroid hormone? Sure. Is that what happens all the time? Does it fix the issue? Nope. The inflammation is still there. The inflammation day in and day out is still wrecking that person's thyroid. So what are you going to have? You're going to have folks that have the symptoms of Hashimoto's I just read off, fatigue, weight gain, depression, right? Uh, sensitivity to cold. They're going to have those symptoms. They're going to be put on a medication. Those symptoms might, might improve. But the inflammation is still taking its toll. And it does more destruction to the thyroid. And guess what happens? Less and less hormones produced. But yet now, when you go to do a thyroid test, and if they're only checking the TSH, guess what happens? Oh, hey, your, your TSH is normal. I don't know why you're feeling cold, tired, hair's thinning, hair's falling out, constipated, can't get out of bed. I don't know. Big mystery to me. Can't be your thyroid. I know you've heard that. It's the inflammation. Okay? Polycystic ovary syndromes. Symptoms of that. Missed periods, irregular periods, weight gain, fatigue, unwanted hair growth, usually on the face. Women don't like that. Men usually don't like to see hair, facial hair on women either. Sitting hair on the head, acne, mood changes, sleep disturbances, infertility, depression. Exact same thing. What do they do? Oh, we're going to put you on some birth control pills. We'll regulate that. Irregular menstrual cycle. And yet research, polycystic ovary syndrome, associated with low-grade systemic inflammation as evidenced by elevation of multiple markers of inflammation such as CRP. Endometriosis, symptoms, painful menstrual periods, chronic pain in the lower back and pelvis, pain during or after sex, painful bowel movements or pain when urinating, infertility, 
might experience diarrhea, constipation, bloating, nausea during menstrual cycles. Cause. That cause isn't known. Maybe it's hormone imbalance. Maybe it's surgical scars. Maybe it's immune system problems. That's what the medical profession gets with their own research. A wealth of publication proposes that endometriosis and inflammation may have an unfavorable influence on fertility. If your sons and daughters, granddaughters, grandsons are struggling to get pregnant and they're having these issues, it's catastrophic. Is somebody helping them? Is somebody looking for the root cause? The rate of pregnancy in a woman with endometriosis is at the most 50%. That's tough on a relationship. So I want you to realize, folks, that the medical profession has been treating a lot of these conditions just the same way for years and decades. It's what they're taught. It's what they're taught to do. It's how they're taught to do it. And they don't look at, they don't look outside of the box. And even though their peers are doing and putting money into research, the show and the research is there. The clinical practice is not looking outside the box. They're just doing the same thing over and over. What in my bag of medications and drugs can I use to throw at this? And usually it's hormonal for women. Hashimoto's, thyroid, polycystic ovary syndrome, endometriosis. They're going to throw hormones at it, birth control pills. And yet each and every one of them has an inflammatory basis, an inflammatory foundation. I mean, I have clients, women, that they've taken these medications into perimenopause and menopause. And then they stop taking birth control pills, and guess what? They don't need them anymore, they think, but the problem was never fixed. And now they have other problems. Amy, are you there? Hey, Dr. Plank, how are you? Excellent, Amy, how are you? Doing very well, thanks for having me. Absolutely, dear, it is a pleasure. So, um, welcome uh, to the show. I did a little bit of an intro earlier, and I am thrilled because we were just talking about female issues and an underlying clinical cause of inflammation. And so I started off the show so I saying that how thrilled I was that you're going to hop on here with us and talk about the same issues, but more or less from a mindset behavioral piece. And so folks get to put these two together in this little bit of time that we have together. And um, so again, thank you for being part of the uh, Weight Loss Reboot Summit. And thank you for being here today. And I am now going to just turn it over to you. 
Thanks, Amy. Okay, great. I appreciate it. Yeah, so exactly like what you were saying is um, many issues tied to inflammation. And what many people don't understand is that our thoughts create physical changes in our body. So every thought we have creates a physical, and many people tie this to, to conditions such as anxiety or sexual response or different things like that. That's very well accepted. But what they don't fundamentally understand that our thoughts can create issues like you were saying with weight loss and other things. So 90% of human behavior is driven by our emotions, which are tied to our subconscious mind. 10% only is in our conscious mind. So um, different things. So I think we, we were decided on to talk about a couple topics today. So general weight loss in general is tied to the underlying root cause that people might have with protection issues. Um, trauma is caused when people feel unsafe in their mind and their bodies. So if they feel unsafe, there's a, um, this can be tied to physical or emotional assault, injury, witnessing harm to someone, either in a photo or a movie. And this can create a biological change in their body that can pass down through future generations as well, such as epigenetics. So if you have clients that are struggling with some of these issues, Hashimoto's, thyroid conditions, PCOS, not only do they have to analyze the um, trauma in their own life or the underlying emotional situations in their own life, but potentially what they could have acquired through the generations above them, through their parents. So, um, I, like I was saying, I in general, can I ahead? jump in? Can I jump in here? One. So, you're telling me that during a pandemic, when everybody is pretty much turning to technology, you know, Netflix, Prime, all this yep. stuff, dealing with time and space. And I yep. am one that I love action movies. I love Liam Neeson. I will admit it. But I mean, anytime I see violence honest. on a movie <laughs> or in front of me, the news or anything else, you're saying that is changing my biochemistry from what I'm witnessing. I'm not even part of it. Yes, 100%. Yes. Anything that you are watching, I actually don't allow myself to watch anything scary or action-oriented at night because it's triggering that fight-or-flight response in my body. So many of my clients that suffer from anxiety or different things, I say, are you watching the news? Turn it off. The news is fundamentally designed to trigger our fear response because our brains are wired to pay extra attention to danger, right? Think about how we've evolved. We've evolved over time as tribal people. We have to avoid the tiger, right? We can't get eaten. So that has never changed in our brain. And our brain does not know the difference between emotional danger or physical danger. The physiological response in our body is exactly the same. So anytime you are watching something, and even I tell people that, you know, come to me for relationship struggles, that are you watching uh, the Kardashians? Are you watching the step Stephousewives? Any high drama relationship um, highs and lows of reality TV will have the same um, triggering response to their body. And your brain stays with what it knows. So the more you surround yourself with fear or the more you surround yourself with drama or chaos, the more your brain's going to look for it and create those patterns to repeat in your in your day-to-day -day life. So if you find yourself self-sabotaging or always in, you know, relationships that are breaking up and making up or or health where you find yourself dieting and you lose all this weight and then uh, a month later you gain it all back, these highs and lows, these extremes, I would say look around at your environment. What are you surrounding yourself with? So um, 
Hashimoto's, for example, Hashimoto's is very, very tied to struggle, somebody who struggles with self-sabotaging behavior tied to the need to deprive yourself. So I'm sure you know, Dr. Plank, um, about Hashimoto's, you shouldn't eat gluten, right? The second they eat gluten, it's like a six weeks inflammation response in their body. And um, so it's tied to the need to deprive yourself of the goodness of life. And that many of the people that struggle with Hashimoto's have a childhood linked with with the fear of making mistakes or the fear of being punished, um, an emotional tension of guilt or controlling parents. And these people are programmed with an underlying emotional familiarity to helplessness or powerlessness. So, and then thyroid condition, for example, this is thyroid in your throat, tied to your throat chakra. This is very fundamentally linked to the fear of using your voice or not being heard. Or if you do speak up, you're afraid of being misunderstood. These people fear that they might might not have enough time to speak. Or if they speak, they might be attacked. Maybe they had parents that didn't uh, allow them to have their own thoughts or their own opinions. They feel they're being attacked or they're being misinterpreted. So this can go two different directions. These people could either become more aggressive or argumentative in their communication patterns, or they will become more submissive and completely shut off their voice. They'll become very hidden, very small, and then acquire issues because they, you know, never speak their mind. Um, This can also be tied to dramatic relationships or feeling powerless in your relationships. So PCOS, um, this condition is tied to blocking your feminine side. I ha- you know, this, is, this comes up a lot with my clients. Um, they don't feel connected with their feminine side because they had to lean on their masculine side throughout their lives to cope with stressful situations. So these people may have um, seen their mother be in a powerless situation. Maybe she had too much stress or too much expectation. She was running the household by herself. And this resulted towards jealousy towards her child or not being able to cope with all the stress in her life. So the kid had to acquire, the child had to acquire um, this uh, power or the strength to hold it all together. So they pulled more masculine. They don't feel beautiful. They don't feel um, feminine. They don't allow people to compliment their natural beauty. They feel safer being more masculine. So with that, it goes to our next condition, which is endometriosis. I feel like tons of people nowadays, I don't know if you see this in your practice or not, but tons of people struggle with endometriosis. And this is someone tied to suppressing their creativity or their passion in life. They may have a fear of having children because their own childhood experience was traumatic. Um, they could be attached to their independence because only they feel strong when they're not tied to anyone. They feel strong when they're up, when they're by themselves or their most power, they're in control. The thought of losing their independence if they have a baby or if they have a new relationship makes them feel trapped or smothered or controlled in some way. And um, these people may resent being female um, because they have seen other females in their life being treated unfairly, abused, or disrespected. So these underlying emotional things, you can see how the thought patterns are actually manifesting in their biology and their body. Like their their body is is fighting against them in these different ways. So um, chronic pain, for example, is a sign that it's time to move away from unhealthy people that. Letting go of 
pain because they think if they let go of the pain that they're letting the people who hurt them get away with the behavior. So they really hold on to this chronic pain. They fear taking responsibility to make changes towards their lives or their goals because they don't they don't like the unknown, which is normal for our brains. Our brains are, don't like to adapt to change. They want to stay with what they know. But these people specifically, they'll be the type that will come to me and maybe have chronic low back pain or chronic shoulder pain or something. They're like, well, I want to take that vacation, but I can't. Or I want to go exercise, but I can't because of this pain. So they know what they want, but the pain gives them an excuse not to do it. And believe me, this is not conscious. They're not trying to do this. But there's a thing called a secondary gain with these limiting beliefs, these thought patterns of our brain. So our brain believes that we need to stay to stay safe because it's a safety trigger. Our brain believes we need this pain to keep us from change, to keep us from moving forward. So it's actually doing us a service. And these underlying traumas, the underlying thought patterns, what most people don't understand, that they can completely be resolved. And simply by, it's called completing the trauma, so allowing that energetic uh, stagnation of energy that, that sits in different parts of our body, say our uterus or in our shoulder or in our low back, wherever it's kind of stuck there, um, simply by identifying the limiting beliefs tied to this trauma, the hidden benefit or the secondary gain that our brain believes that we need this for, simply by identifying it and programming in better thought patterns or releasing this, these trapped emotions from our body, we can completely resolve these issues. And I know that a lot of people don't understand that. They think that, oh, this is my identity, right? My identity is tied to this one condition or my weight or my anxiety or my depression. This is just who I am. This is who my mother was. This is who we all were over time. And that's not the truth. So it, it may have been passed down, but it doesn't mean that just because your mom had something or your dad had something or your family struggled with diabetes or weight issues doesn't mean that the, you, you had that forever. So, or that you, that's, that's the, um, the thing that you have to struggle with the rest of your life. So hopefully just by, um, hopefully just by talking through some of this, some of your audience today can, re that can resonate with some of them and they, maybe get some hope that, hey, this can be fixed. This can be solved. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Amy. And that's that's what we're here for, right, is the education and the information. Uh, and like I was talking earlier in the program, to look outside of the box. Uh, you know, it's very profound that every thought process, every interaction we have, every food we eat, there is. That creates something inside the body. We are uniquely connected to our world uh, and in many more ways than I think we necessarily give credit to or do we realize. Um, so, Amy, we're, we're sort of starting to run out of time. And uh, again, you know, I, I swear I could have you, I could talk to you forever. Um, <laughs> can, you, can you tell me if this did resonate, if this clicked with somebody and said, you know what, um, and, and I want to be clear, folks, is, you know, you're still going to have, you could still be diagnosed with Hashimoto's and, and PCOS and endometriosis and, and the, the weight gain. But if you have a sense that there is this underlying current, if something that Amy brought up, you know, spoke to you, 
Uh, Amy, please share how the listeners can uh, get in touch with you, how they can follow you, how they get a hold of you. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. If you're interested, I offer 45 minutes complimentary consultations that you can book, you know, at your own schedule through my website. So my website is www.amylynnwalsh.com. My Instagram is amylynnwalsh.mindset, or you can follow me on Facebook under The Healthy Hypnotist. So there's no obligation for the call. We can just talk through it. I can learn more about your goals, and then we can decide if this is a this is a good fit for you. Awesome. Perfect, Amy. Thanks so much, guys. Again, we'll try to have Amy on here soon. She's just a, a fountain of information. Have a great weekend. The snow's going to keep coming. Keep up your spirits. Protect the back knees. God bless you all. Thanks again, Amy. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan, hosted by Dr. Susan Plank of the Norwin Wellness Center in North Huntingdon. Dr. Plank is an expert in natural remedies for weight loss and digestive health issues. To make an appointment with Dr. Susan Plank of the Norwin Wellness Center, call 724-863-5420. That's 724-863-5420. And listen again for another edition of Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan, sponsored by the Norwin Wellness Center in North Huntingdon, here on KHB Radio.